everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 538, recording today live on Wednesday the 27th of June, uh, right in the middle of the FIFA World Cup, to which England, uh, if I do... Do, do forgive me for saying 6-1, even if it wasn't the greatest team in the world, it's still pretty damn good. If you're into soccer, I, allow me just that tiny little bit of gloating. But again, this isn't really, a, this isn't a football podcast. This is to do with music technology, uh, synthesizers, software, plugins, iOS stuff, uh, live performance, production, all of the things that surround making music synthesizers. I think I might have already said that, but that sort of stuff. So please do stay tuned uh, for your fun there. I um, want to say uh, thank you very much to our show supporters. We've got uh, Isotope and we'll talk. Uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to run the little slot right at the beginning of the show. Uh, you can win a copy of Isotope's Vocal Synth 2, which is a brilliant vocal processing set of uh, modules which work very well together. And also uh, Synchro Arts Revoice Pro, which is currently on sale for 30% off list price till the end of June. If you want to take advantage of that, you can go to bit.ly slash revoice30 and that'll take it through and they can tell where it came from. Anyway, let's say hello to our guests. As in the summer months, I don't know if you can hear in the background, the air conditioning is working very hard. Uh, we haven't got a silent air conditioning unit here because um, we haven't plumbed it in. Well, we haven't got one. So uh, I have to turn it off when I'm filming, but I'm not turning it off here because I'm using a dynamic mic. But I want to say hello to our guests. Uh, we'll start with Mr. Charles Chicky Reeves, who's there in his London studio. Uh, he hasn't got the windows open today, so I'm guessing your air conditioning must be working all right, or you're naked from the waist down with your feet uh, in a bucket of ice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, actually, uh, there's uh, my neighbor's doing a lot of building, so I decided not to open the open these noise ventilators <laughs> so if i do that you're gonna hear a lot of you know the kind of noise so yeah i, I know I'd what you mean quiet. oh well I'm lovely sweating, to have you Ch- I'm, I'm sweating you're sweating for the team sweating for the team backs of the knees that's when you know it's hot that's when you've got yeah i i it's it's a bit like that here even with all the air conditioning uh charles chicky Rees, of course uh live front house guy he's out on the road with omd and are you out, out with anybody else howard jones howard also. jones as well uh it's also Writer, producer, engineer, um, all those kind of things, you know. So, yep. and and who, incidentally, I would like to say, uh, very kindly mixed one of the tracks on uh, the EP which I just released, uh, Lost, Lost Connection, um, which you can get bandlab, band, sorry, soniclab.bandcamp.com. Yeah, there yeah. we go. I'm just going to plug that. Yeah. That's that's the way. Anyway, uh, Charles, thank you very much. Nice to have you with us. And also, we've got Mr. Gaz Williams, who's there looking very summery. Actually, what you look like, Gaz, is someone who's um, was partying all night in the throes of summer and has just got up in time, and you're wearing shades because you don't want us to see your terribly bloodshot eyes. Uh, we'll pretend that's not the, that's the case, even if it isn't, because it suits a great. It's a great narrative. You're looking very rock and yeah. roll, is what I'm trying to say. We just everyone wants to know when Lost Connections coming out on vinyl. Do they? That's well, probably. That's the, they do. <laughs> Interesting. I haven't heard that one. I, I've heard it from you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me and some others. You know. Well, on, it's coming out on a cassette first. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be honest, I mean, the production run I'd have to do would probably eat any possible revenue I've made from it. So I'm not sure. I'll think about it. I'll just say that. Anyway, guys, um, so you're coming to us from your uh, garret where you're a bass player, music technologist, uh, mastering engineer, producer, songwriter, all those things. And um, you, you were saying just priest to the show, you, uh, you're you also reviewing the new Steinberg. What is it called, the Steinberg? It, it's called the URRT4. So that's URRT. So I'm calling it the URRT from Ert. now on. So if you hear me calling it the URRT, then that's the... Uh, I've officially named it that because it's easier than uh, it's a mouthful otherwise. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and the kind of key thing that makes that stand out is that it's got switchable Neve preamps on it. And, um, and yeah, so we've just... Neve transformers, I think they are. Neve transformers. I didn't say... Pr- I, yes, transformers, my mistake. Neve transformers. And they are the Yamaha D-Prees, which I think are very good Prees anyway, So with, but then with switchable Neve transformers. So I can switch out the transformer. There we go. And you can hear my voice uh, stripped of the Neve. So um, however much difference that makes, uh, popping the Neve back in. And here it is back in. So, yeah, it sort of tilts uh, forward slightly. It feels like it's yeah. sort of like you're on, on yeah. one of those adjustable beds and it's just brought you for to 90 degrees <laughs> from 45. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be fun. I'm going to try 
putting a whole host of instruments through it and I'm discovering sometimes it's not always the right thing to have on there as well because like with acoustic guitar I was doing yesterday um, it was kind of making it a bit too it was pulling out too much of the thinness it was kind of accentuating kind of the wrong part so I mean it was it was kind of interesting so I took the, as soon as I took it out, it's like, oh, that's the sound. So it's a pretty cool, a pretty cool function to have. And it's this one's got four preamps, and all four of them have got, the, you know, the ability to switch in uh, the transformers. So mm, I want to try putting some drums through it. You see, I think that'll be the that'll be the test. I think that'll be really really nice. Just a pair of overheads, a snare, and a kick. And um, yeah, mm, yeah, that's yeah. My I, next, the next I, test. I think you're probably right there because I mean the transformers uh, uh, will, will, you know, will likely to and, and the transients. It'd be very interesting to see what that sounds like. Jolly good. Mm. Um, okay, well, um, we should uh, move on to some topic. Oh, actually, no, I was going to do the uh, isotope. Let's let's just get the isotope uh, competition done first because I think that is probably a good place to put it at the beginning of the show. So uh, obviously, isotope's vocal synth, which is available now. Um, it's essentially a set of modules, a uh, new Biovox module, massively improved vocoder, CompuVox TalkBox, more effects, which you can reorder. Really cool uh, vowel pad in Biovox, which is quite... You can fix and change vowels. And it gets you some really interesting vocal sounds. I was trying some synths through it the other day, and it makes them sound really weird. Um, it can almost kind of visceral and... Uh, just, yeah, breaks them up. Anyway, if you want to try it out, VocalSynth, uh, isotope.com forward slash VocalSynth. And of course, we uh, um, with all their stuff, you get a 10-day free demo. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave it there, and then I'm going to uh, do the competition after that, somewhere later in the show. How's that for a tease? So um, <laughs> anyway, let's get on to the first, uh, the first one. Let's see. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, this is not really... So this is an overhead DMX. Original Factory Sounds and Recordings. This is by uh, Synthmania. I'm just going to take it forward. It's about the original sequences that came with it. We'll remember those, some of those sounds with fondness. God, it's such a distinctive sound, isn't it? Anyway, I'll leave it there. And um, the reason I'm playing that video is because uh, DSP synthesizers have announced an RMX module which is essentially a uh, six-voice drum module with 18 of the ROM sounds in it with individual outputs and, I guess, individual trigger inputs, which just seems like a really clever idea, really, in many ways. I mean, oh, I should actually probably put the screen up so you can see that. So uh, there it is. You can see it, RMX from DSP Synth. Uh, 18 classic 80s ROMs, uh, six-voice polyphonic with a slider and knob and tuning knobs, uh, one link, one mix mono output. Uh, just... It, I mean, it seems like a no-brainer for a drum module, particularly ones that are, are, are digital-based, so you could just have all of that. You wouldn't need, you know, a whole year out. You just need triggers, so you could run it from a Beatstep Pro or anything that has triggers on it. It just seems like that's a bit of a no-brainer idea, and you can think of all sorts of other drum machines that that could work with. I don't know, uh, Charles, I mean, you work with a lot of bands that would maybe, uh, their golden eras are times when those drum machines are available, so those are the sort of sounds you might want to be using. I guess it's probably more computer-based for you, but, I mean, you could see yeah. that it'd be useful, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I... I... I saw that and then I thought, oh gosh, I don't even have any 500 series stuff. I don't have any Eurorack stuff. And yet I want to buy this. It's great. <laughs> I love the idea of it. I love the fact that it has all the individual outs. Um, the first thing I saw when I scanned over the the list of, of the features of it was I saw the, um, you know, the mono mix out. And I was like, oh, but then, oh yeah. Oh, all these individual outs. You know, who, who needs all this stuff? Uh, who needs a stereo out? Yeah, it looks great. And it, the other thing, too, is, you know, it, you're basically buying, like, this classic piece of hardware, really, that without the unreliability of the old hardware. And it's, you know, it's all new stuff, really. So it's sort of like, you know, like like one of the disadvan or disadvantages, I guess, of, of a lot of old keyboards that, you know, they're, these components are going to fail over time. Whereas when you have, like, a new piece of kit like this, that's that's a bit farther off in the future so yeah i'm, yeah. I'm excited by this i really am it's very utilitarian i mean it's just the sound sources of trigger and sound sources and i think it does have a usb midi as well so you can you know you can hook it straight up to a computer i guess i should all point there's no demos on this and dspsynth.eu uh since i posted this story i was looking on gear sluts and various other forums uh sorry muff wigglers and there is some uh, um, questionability about the, necessarily the, you know, the guy's uh, reliability. Uh, he's been ill and all sorts of things. So that's just buy beware. But the general idea 
is a really good one. And I think that would kind of cool. I know, Gaz, I mean, there's something about having something that's dedicated. I mean, yeah, we can all get the samples mm, and yeah. run them out of sound cards and put them in the DAW. But, you know, there's mm. something a bit different about having it as a dedicated piece of hardware, even if it hasn't got the sequencer uh, on it. Yeah, and in in Eurorack especially, I mean, just being able to have those sound sources and that you can then just patch into whatever is a great idea. And I mean, <laughs> you know, it's things like that actually, oh, <laughs> oh, no. It's weird, isn't it? Because I, can, I mean, on the, I can on the feel myself being can you? drawn with it. It's weird though, isn't it? Because yeah. on the face of it, there's nothing. I mean, it, it's just a box with some output. I mean, there's nothing. Mm. It, it's, I guess it's just the idea, <clears throat> just thought that it's actually a cool idea, perhaps more than anything uh, else. Yeah, it's and as you say that when just you're playing that little video clip at the start there, as the sound of this, or well, I say the sound of this, the sound of the of the DMX is just oh, it's just you say it's so familiar. You can't be critical about it. It's such a kind of part of our, you know, listening heritage, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And uh, but to be able to then take those sounds through which you know of course you can anyway there's other ways of doing that for sure but this having it in that fixed box as you say dedicated for it or anytime you're running beats out your basic thing's going to sound lush and then just patch it through oh bingo yeah it's a great idea it seems like, uh, like I say, kind of a no-brainer. I mean, because we've th there are lots mm. of other samples, samplers that you get. I mean, the uh, uh, the Tip Top Audio One, or I think it's called One, which is just a single sample. It's got a little micro SD, and you could just load and load sounds. But it's just one voice at a time. The idea of having a kind of enough outputs for a whole drum machine just seems like mm. a really simple. And yet, mm. I, I can't think of anything yeah. else that does that. But I'm sure uh, the Hive brain will be able to put me right. But the, now. My DRM, my DRM. Although, albeit not Eurorack, has a kind of individual outs on all of the channels there, which uh, which is really nice. Um, and what you can do with the DRM, which is such a simple thing, and I'd like to see this done more, is you can tap oh, each one of those individual outs is also a send and return jack as well. So oh, you either nice. t tap it out from the master stereo signal yeah. with a mono jack or insert yeah. it back in. So, you know, that's so, true. So, so brilliant. Yeah. Um, CS Synth in the chat room uh, also points out that uh, TRAS would do the job nowadays. A bit more expensive, but I guess you've got more voices and then you can just load as many samples in. That's the new mm, Roland mm, mm, uh, update. And mm. um, it's interesting that um, we did a demo with uh, uh, David Arland and... Um, Every time I hear that and sort of hear what the things, you know, there was a, a firmware issue where if you moved a load of faders at one time, the, the timing went out and that's all fixed, by the way. But that just, it seems like a real, uh, a sweet spot for drum machines at the moment, the TRAS. I definitely kind of uh, can mm. see that. And when uh, when David was using it in the recent system, Roland System 500 demo that we did, uh, here did a, it did some it did a really lovely piece of music. It wasn't the usual kind of acidy three hundred three thing, which is often you gravitate towards. It It was a really good th and it just made me think. Mm, as drum machines go, it's pretty cool. I think Roland have got yeah. the sweet spot there. Have you have you um, come have. across one of those, Charles, in yeah. in, in live the RAS? Uh, no, uh, not in live stuff. Uh, in the studio, certainly. Um, yeah, I've, I've I've thought about I thought about getting one of those too. I like the idea of having. You know, a, not a piece of software that can go out of date or that, that just like a piece of hardware that does its thing. You know, it's just, so the whole reason I got into keyboards, you know, and soft sense get updated and they don't work with certain systems and things like that. I like the idea of a dedicated piece of hardware that does the thing it's supposed to do and, you know, and take it out of the, out of the digital domain and run it through a Valve console or, you know, any number of things. So yeah, but I I, they, I think you're right about the Roland drum machine. I think they they really have got a great product on their hands, and uh, it's another thing I've thought about getting. Like, it's I interesting. It's stuff. it's almost. I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Because you got they've still got the TR8 out there, and it's almost like well, kind of hard to see why you would buy a TR8 over a TR8s. I'm sure I expect the TR8 is a little bit cheaper, but I mean, ultimately you get most of the same functionality, all of the same sounds plus mm. samples. And there's more effects, oh, I believe, on it as well. Yeah, so. yeah it's a massive, yeah. it's a massive jump up. The S is, it's, it's, it's a really lovely machine, and it does make me think that I think the best drum machines of all time are being made right now. You know, ooh, it's an interesting thought. That, hmm, yeah, well, maybe you're right. I mean, the thing is, is the the end. Of, I suppose the the 
the thing is with it, there's there's been, especially with the electron stuff and other roller stuff, where you've got more real time interaction. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, for a lot mm. of a, a lot of people, I mean, myself included, I really don't like working in pattern mode. I can't. You know, I, particularly if I've or step mode, because if I'm thinking, oh, I want that little jink there, it's like, well, oh, can't that means it can't be in just quarter notes. It has to be in what's that, sixteenths, or it has mm. to be thirty seconds. And I just can't compute, and it it it, I, it it starts to get me into IT, and I'm using the wrong side of my brain, and then then the moment's gone. So the fact that you can just play stuff in is is important, I think, and also the real time mm. parameter tweaks in a lot of these new modern drum machines makes it so much more powerful and so much more the center of a, of a, of a kind of live type of scenario i think yeah absolutely exactly. yeah so uh this uh, uh i don't know as we say maybe best wait until you see them in the flesh maybe when there's a video out there or whatever but it's going to be priced at around 339 uh that's from dspsynth.au uh but as you say there are many ways you could do the same thing um, okay, um, let's have a look now. Uh, yeah, what was this one? I can't even remember what this is. Oh, yes, of course, this is the new SoftTube. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back. George here from SoftTube, and the icing on the cake is Weiss here. Compressor, the Compressor Limiter. The, the final of our four Weiss Dynamics plugins. The Compressor Limiter has finally arrived. Like its cousins, the DSer and the Mastering Maximizer, this Compressor Limiter is based on the prized Sonics of the DS1 Mark III, a Compressor Limiter and DSer, which has been found in major mastering studios around the world for a couple of decades now because of its fabulous fabulous, transparent, clean sound. And once you start to get to grips with and take for granted that exemplary Weiss sound, you realise that this plugin, like the others in the collection, is all about refining workflows, maximising the potential of your workflows in the DAW and giving you the right tools for the right tasks. So the DSer is all about DSing, of course. Clearly. Um, this was an interesting. I mean, A, you know, uh, what this is also showing, I mean, A, SoftTube are kind of, I suppose there, there are almost, there are kind of like two big software houses that are doing these great emulations of sort of hardware side. Obviously, you've got Universal Audio with their dedicated platform and SoftTube as well. And both of them have their merits and, and, and whatever. I, I mean, I guess it must be quite hard to, to, to eke out, oh, let's we can make this one because nobody's made that. You know, it must be hard to find things to emulate uh, at a component level. But also uh, the fact that this sounds pretty good. I mean, I, it, the thing about the Weiss is uh, it's, it, it's very transparent. It's not really an effects compression thing. It's something that you would just essentially kind of create leveling uh, effects with with very much transparency. There's a really good demo later on where he does it with a tambourine, and it's astonishing how it handles those transients and handles those things. I mean, do, what would you go for uh, for the most transparent com compressor, guess? Hmm. I mean, you're right. That handled the tambourine test admirably, didn't it? I mean, you know, those pesky transients, it was really, really cool at shaping it. So, uh, ooh, what would I, I mean, I tend to use ozone so much these days that, uh, that that's really shaped my workflow. Uh, and you can make that very transparent, I think. Um, hmm. Yeah, probably ozone, to be honest. Well, that's I a good call. Uh, that's just, a good call. Hmm. There are a couple of parts of this question. I'll let Charles answer the same thing, just just out of interest. Mm. Um, do you use any of the soft tube stuff? Um, I do. I have uh, the stuff that they do through um, through UA. So I have like their amps, and um, I have their old sort of eleven seventy six style pet compressor thing thing that they had a while back. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, I forgot the I forgot the name and number of it, but. Um, as far as transparent compression goes for live, I use Digico um, because it's that's what it is. It's a functional transparent, catches transients really fast, uh, but it's only available in their consoles. Um, and then, but for the studio, I find that I have, I, I use Neutron a lot or Neutron 2 now. Um, I use Neutron on on so many things because it is it is exactly that. It's a surgical transparent compressor. If I want like a certain effect, yeah, I'll go for the, 1176. I mean, as far as software goes, 1176, the LA3, you know, that sort of, or the LA2A um, that UA makes. Um, but generally speaking, for they were they're advertising this as a very transparent compressor, and I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. I kind of there's so many to choose from, and there's so many very transparent compressors out there. I mean, even the Avid compressor is transparent. Their Pro compressor is is great compressor. 
uh, and it catches things very fast. Um, I use it for a lot of like shaping, uh, stuff mm. like that. But yeah, that's that's kind of those are my. I, so I I I love two minds. I have the I want to accomplish this this um, technical function, or I want to accomplish this character function. In the technical function, the transparent side. I mean, this this sounds cool. I can't see myself plopping down the money for it, but uh, but yeah, it's cool. It's there there. Are, but there are a lot of compressors out there. <laughs> it is a interesting. And, that, well, and this brings up the second part. I, I should also point out that uh, um, uh, it's uh, 249 uh, till July the 19th, and it's uh, then it'll be 299. So it's, you know, premium stuff. Is it, is it console one ready? Sorry, just wanted to cut in. Is it console I, one ready? That's a ready? good question. I would assume so, but it doesn't specifically hmm. say. That's a good point. But it does bring up another point. In uh, Grantham, in the comments, uh, actually posted a thing which was kind of interesting, which was, you know, with so much stuff coming out, you know, almost every day we've got a new X or Y or plug-in or hardware or whatever. And it, there comes a point where it's like, well, am I not, you know, how much choice do I need do we need? Uh, he says, in fact, his specific thing: uh, another polysynth, another sequencer, another eight hundred eight nine tool, another software reissue. I'm getting is any. I just found installing Reason Ten to have access to my VST AU plugins. The way the Reason browser displays them, I instantly see an endless list of instruments and effects, many of which duplicate each other, and many of which I'd forgotten I even own. And it does raise a more interesting question about that whole that this concept of just, you know. We talk about the tyranny of choice to a degree, and we're kind of getting to the point where it literally almost every day there's something new out. And it, it says two things. One, you know, we've got a booming industry and, you know, there's a market for it, so people are doing it. And the other one is, why can't we just make our minds up and use the stuff that's there? But, you know, that's mm -hmm. not really the manufacturer's fault at all. They're just supplying a demand. But it's an interesting question. I don't know, um, Gaz, do you kind of, do you sometimes think, you know, maybe I should just freeze now and not, try anything new and just really get to grips with the stuff that I've got and hone it down. I mean, do you find yourself uninstalling things that you don't use or are you more cautious when you purchase? Um, well, I mean, this is a topic I absolutely totally relate to, but uh, one way of, uh, one thing I did on a pretty high, relatively high profile job that I was working on, um, I only used the Cubase um, native plugins uh, and didn't use any third-party plugins at all um, to kind of cut down some of that tyranny of choice. But also I was just, it was partly to do with, uh, we lost a lot of time on this project because uh, the person who'd been working on it before me had used lots and lots of plugins that I didn't have. So there was a kind of, um, so anyway, trying to, that was kind of an interesting thing, only using what's in the software. I mean, obviously, if you've got Logic or, or whatever, you know, there's incredible software packages. Sorry, you know, the included plugins yeah. are amazing. And you just might just, just overlook them and just go straight to some of the other ones. And uh, so actually doing that project was a really interesting discipline. At times, I was really challenged by it because I wanted to go and use other ones. But uh you know, but then you kind of find that you can get results out of things. You have to just dig in a little bit deeper. Um, so, yeah, it's a really interesting, it is an interesting sort of uh, problem because ultimately we want to be productive and the more choice we have and the more stuff we're auditioning and the more, you know, trying to make these choices, that kind of really does affect productivity, doesn't it? You know, it, it sort of holds you up in a sort of, uh, and then, oh, uh, you know, have I made the right decision mm. sort of uh, dilemmas. And, well, I, I suppose, that, you know, thing, it, what, yeah, I, I'm talking myself wrong... out of a job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you food envy in the restaurant that sort of thing it's a little bit like that isn't it you know you're sort of kind of going right i'm, I'm picking this one and then you're kind of going oh but did i pick the right one and so oh you're, you're yeah, right my my, uh, my partner's like that she 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 prefer always <laughs> she what she does is just order a load of starters so she's got a, a spreads a bet a little bit rather than have a main course <laughs> that she might be disappointed with yeah but yeah that's mm -hmm. a fair point i i suppose charles i mean you you sit on two sides of the fence because obviously the live thing you're more likely to stick with tried and tested tools and you have to be you you can't take the risk of using something and that's not got a proven track record in that area but in the studio you've got a different hat on yeah yeah i do uh uh but you know like like gaz was saying I, i've actually done projects where i'll have like like two different compressors that i'll use and that's it i won't use anything else for stuff and one of them is almost always going to be uh an isotope compressor 
whether it, it is ozone or whether it's uh, neutron. Um, and then the other one, probably LA2A or something. But um, but I, I like I like that limitation. You know, I, I got to say, I, there are all these plugins that I buy, although generally I find now any instead of like the whole calling or being cautious about buying stuff, I, I would say that the, the plugins that I generally buy in that that idea like compression or eq or whatever are things that do something really unusual like like i bought the wolf compressor because there's no other compressor quite like that mm -hmm. it's just very strange sounding and does really interesting things to drums and does really interesting things to vocals kind of like it sounds a little bit like recording with dbx and then turning yeah. the dbx off when you play back <laughs> which i which i love the sound of that. and my tape machine here has dbx on it and i use that all the time um but uh but yeah as far as I, I just don't, otherwise I don't really buy much other stuff. I don't, I don't really need any other compressors mm. and it, it takes, it's not going to make a difference as to whether or not the track is going to be good. It's in really some not. ways I it might, in some ways it might make it worse because you'll spend more time messing around with stuff rather than just instinctively doing something, I suppose. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, I do, so I, I work mostly in, in Pro Tools for mixing and uh, almost exclusively in Ableton for creating. Um, and the compressors in Ableton, the stock one that comes with it, it's great. It's a great compressor. The EQ, it's fantastic. You know, just <laughs> use that. I use that on everything. You know, so mm. um, yeah. I don't. I don't want to talk any of us, any of us out of having sponsors and jobs and stuff like no, that. No, but, but it is an interesting thought, isn't it? I mean, it's just all time. I should yeah. also point. Late, sorry, just Lady Aptitude in the chat room. Uh, I just wanted to say, she said, La, uh, or or he. I don't know if it's. Uh, it's gender neutral. After last Black Friday, I forced myself to create a track with everything I bought. It's only forty-two seconds long. Uh, the, hopefully, you can see the link there, but you can check it out. But yeah, that's that, that's that's a reasonable thing. Gas, go. Just that you know, not forgetting about the console one really as a kind of yeah. uh, as that as that thing is very very nice. Uh, so that kind of having that thing in front of you and having your hands on those controls uh that gives it like a a, a a a very very powerful edge doesn't it i mean actually i did have a little look on the on the website and it supports 70 plus over 70 plugins now console one hmm. so that's uh that's interesting well because when you reviewed cool. it you weren't so keen were you because you hmm. it's the thought of having to well, put everything on each track but you, you're changing your attitude there a little version. Well, this is the version one. This is the version two that's out now. And ah, they okay. a whole bunch of things with the version two. And uh, um, I, and including bringing the price down a little bit as well, which um, I think, I, you know, I think now it's an absolutely spot on. I think it's brilliant, you know. So, again, that because of just how much the console one emulates a, a hardware workflow does really maybe change the value of the plugins that you buy that you're yeah on yeah 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 i could you, see your point you, there. you do it through that hardware interface um yeah but okay you know that's a fair point but um okay so uh, i'm just going to bring in we're just going to do uh I, I met, i've changed things around a little bit now so we're just going to do our uh, isotope uh, vocal synth 2 competition if you saw the trailer a little bit earlier on we're looking for if you're looking to win a copy of isotope vocal synth 2 which is uh, excellent vocal processing vocoder vocal synthesizer uh, we're looking for the hashtag vocal playground that's one word of the hashtag vocal synth 2 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. So if you want to win a copy of Vocal Synth 2, uh, tweet the hashtag Vocal Playground and the hashtag Vocal Synth 2 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And they will uh, will be able to uh, announce the winner for that competition uh, next week. We do have a winner from last week's competition. It's a chap called Martin Bulldog, uh, whose Twitter handle is at Martin Roxart, uh, Rox, R-O-X, Roxart, at Martin Roxart. Who uh, tweeted? I could do with a vocal transformation, and uh, then the vocal transformer and uh, the hashtags that he passed. So, if you want to get in touch, uh, Martin Bulldog, uh, we will be able to put you in touch with with Isotope, and they'll be able to furnish you with a copy of Vocal Synth Two. Mm. Okay, right. Uh, what's our next topic? Uh, yeah, how about this then? So this is a new. This is interesting. I mean, on the face of it, it seems a bit gimmicky and perhaps not such a great idea, but. This is the Audionauts Atlas, Algonaut, sorry, Atlas. And it's essentially a sample organizer slash sample player, but it does, it works as a sample librarian as well. So you can drag and drop samples from that you find within it. And it uses AI and it analyzes your local samples as well as any of the other stuff. Comes with a load of, uh, who is it? It's from Sample Magic content. 
and then it creates these kind of like t- clouds of samples so it analyzes your content with its sort of ai algorithm and then you tell it whether you like a sound or don't like and you can create these random kits and the kits that it creates based on your own sound libraries will be nearer the sonic characteristics of the sounds that you've already chosen you can edit the uh, it's, i think it's eight tracks playback you've got various bits of uh um synthesis capabilities for them and it's actually a really interesting idea because we've we've heard the AI tag and the kind of cloud uh, learning and the, the the hive mind, and as far as I can tell, you know, if you hit like or dislike, you create this sort of mean median through it. And when it's based on everybody's likes and dislikes, then you end up with a sort of slightly vanilla um, potential because it's the average of everybody's likes and dislikes. Whereas if it's based purely on your own, this doesn't use the cloud or anything. It bases only on your sounds and your choices. And that strikes me as a, a much more interesting proposition because you can effectively use it to hone. It can help you hone what you like and then provide you with things that you like from your own sounds, if that makes sense. I mean, it does a whole load of other stuff behind, but it's the it's the AI side of it. It uses something called uh, no, let's see what's sound class, which is their AI sort of uh, technology. That's what they call it. I know, Charles. I mean, you know, we've all been there. We probably all have, you know drives and drives of drives of just one-shot samples and drum samples. And it's that, I mean, it comes to the point, you know, it's back to that kind of which one do I use? I mean, which out of snare 1 to 55 is the one, the right one for the track? Can you see yourself... Well, for like, me, maybe, it's like 1 to 155 or yeah, 2,100. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and again, I mean, it sort of comes back to the same problem, doesn't it, really? But this seems like a much more... I like the idea this is a localised solution. Yeah, I like that. Um, a question I had about it, so, like, with... For myself, with like say for instance, uh, any of these one shot sounds, if there's something I dislike, because there's the like and dislike button, if there's something I dislike, it usually doesn't stay in my library very long. I usually get rid of it because I, I like to keep things quite pared Tight. down. But but it seems to me like there should be a like, really like, and really, really like button because there won't be anything <laughs> I dislike at all there. Um, and also, you know, as you're listening to a track, you know, you're listening to a snare sound, well, Maybe you don't think it'll work for this track, so you hit dislike, but it will probably work for other tracks. So I'm interested in how their AI will will uh, interpret that. Um, yeah, I mean, I have to play, I have to have to play with this thing to see how it works, but it sounds great. Although I am also very organized. I, I, my I've got about uh 20 terabytes of samples. <laughs> it sounds like I never get rid of anything, but 20 terabytes of samples. And uh, but I have it all very organized. So I can find things very fast, and I know the things I'll use more likely. And, and I've been after sounds I haven't used for a while or haven't opened up for a while, they end up going off into another category, which is basically like putting them in the very back of the closet because I'm probably not going to go to them anytime soon. And I so I have a sort of a current group of things. So I do. That's how I organize any anyway. So maybe if it organizes things a bit like that. Yeah, this could be quite cool because then I don't have to spend energy thinking about file maintenance. Uh, but it sounds good. I, I like the look of the interface. It looks really cool. So I'm, I'm willing to try it. I like the idea. One thing that you can do is you can, if you found the kick, you know, because what you could do is just going to go random and it will just repopulate all of the drum slots if you want. Or you can lock certain ones and go, I've got the kick I want. Let me try a load of hi-hat and sh-, whatever it may be. So the pattern's mm-hmm. running the whole time and you can revoice it constantly. You can also lock the um the parameters so if you've tightened down a snare to be very kind of short you could still load other snare samples into it and it'll ha- it'll inherit those settings of the sample but just change the sample out so they've sort of thought about it and you can you know lock say if you've only got one more sound to, to voice you can lock all the others you know so there's quite a lot of granularity it's an interesting idea i guess i don't know I, yeah. i'm guessing you know you probably prefer to use Either live stuff or stuff that you can tweak, you know, like you were saying with the um, the Vimona or whatever. I mean, rather than, you know, endlessly looking for that Bowie snare kind of scenario. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this is, uh, I do feel a bit conflicted about this piece of software because I think uh, it is brilliant and it's an amazing piece of design and just the way it makes this, you know, it's called Atlas and it makes this kind of map that looks, you know, like funky. And, and also one little detail is you can just drag and drop then your 
drum tracks into whatever other piece of software that you want to use for the yeah. sequencer or for t to treat the sound. So just just to drop use it into it drop kinda, drop samples into battery or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So just as a, a cool way to kind of lasso a bunch of sounds together is excellent. Uh, however, I mean, you know, something like machine, you know, that the browser in that, you know, you, you just call up kick and then you've got tons of kicks to look through. You call up snit, you know. So in terms of the functionality, I mean, you know, machine does that really, really well already, especially the new ones with the, the displays on them. You know, yeah. It's, uh, sp so you know, in term, it, so it, it it does come to that like thing, though, doesn't it? I mean, that really is the uh, you know the that way of well, it, yes it and no. No, like there is something them. else that the other the other thing is, uh, you drop your you know, I've got a hard drive full of, of samples. I drop it onto this. It analyzes them. It mm -hmm. figures out which ones are kicks, snap hats, snares, claps, uh, whatever. Course. And so it categorizes right. them to a degree. I don't know how successful it is it. It takes mm -hmm. about. I think they say in the video, it takes about. Uh, one minute per gigabyte of so, of of right. so it's not right. terribly slow. It's, it's right. not it's not right. slow. It's That's sort of pretty snappy. So it, it does that. So mm. it's that thought of my sample library is completely disorganized. I could buy this and organize. It. I mean, I guess where the added value might be is if once I've organized it, it could then maybe mess around with the file structure and say, okay, can you just put everything in a Tom folder that you've called a Tom or whatever it may be, that sort of stuff. Does, does it use online processing to do this? Or is no, it all it's all like local. In, it's all no. local. That's the, that's the thing. I quite, that's why it picked up on it, really. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I wonder if you could. Cool. I wonder if you can still run your mix if it's analysing sort of twenty gigs of, uh, of of you know drum samples while you're running in the background. I wonder, but I don't suppose that really matters. But yeah. I don't, but that I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? It's I, I'm terror. I, I mean, I used to organise all my samples. I used to use them. In fact, what I used to end up doing is just putting them in massive, great, entire keyboards. So I'd have an entire keyboard of kicks. Uh -huh. You know, kick one, kick two. So I could just go, yeah, that's the one I want. And then you know, and I would use um, what's the one in Logic? ES, ESX twenty four. Just drop them in and yeah. just. But you know, what's it wouldn't always pick up. Sorry. Sorry. Oh yeah. No, I'm interrupting you. It wouldn't always pick up. You were saying. It wouldn't always pick up what the root note was. So you might hit a, a, a right. kick, and it would be like a dick rather than a doof, and you'd have to then go, "Oh, the root mm, note's okay. this," and then you know that sort of stuff. Uh, so yeah. So the point I was just going to ask about really was how many categories does it does the AI actually identify? You know, I mean, it can identify kick, snare, whatever. But I mean, That's there's so good... many like electronicy kind of glitchy noises that that could you know does it... that's a good point <laughs> well uh, what i'm saying what mine... I, i'm seeing hi-hat clothes clavrim cowbell tambourine mm -hmm. shaker hi-hat open crash ride other clap i guess it would be what would be really cool is if you could other. say other and categorize your uh, this is what i call mm, other, other you know whatever yeah. that may be and it, it could then learn that ai process and go okay these mm. other ones i've refiltered them and now the other might be a modular blip you know whatever you want to call it because i reckon my map, I think, would look quite threatening to all the kind of legitimate nations of the kind of kick and snare and hi-hat as the other is just this enormous big kind of landmass just like looming over everything. I think, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like Risk. Hold on. That's a show title, Risk but for samples. <laughs> I don't know oh, if anyone will get that. Go. Risk, but for samples. Yeah, I don't know if that'll work as a show title. It works somehow in my own mind, but I'm not sure that that's necessarily the case. Uh, but yeah, okay. Well, we'll. Uh, but yeah, if you want to check it out, you go to algonaut.tech, uh, and it's uh, there. It is. I mean, they call it a sample. It's not really a sample. It's a sample organizer and playback thing. So you could try all the features on lot for 14 days. So it's well worth a try. Um, and it's about 99 yeah. bucks. So, so you know. Yeah. What do you think of the What do you think about the price of that? It sounds expensive, right? Isn't it? Sounds expensive, but expensive. I guess that's because yeah. we're just used to everything being so cheap, and it's not shouldn't. But how much be content? Like... How much content comes with it, though? Oh, that's a good point. Because uh, uh, I mean, uh, we are so privileged, aren't we, these days? Yeah. You know, that this thing. Wait till the tariffs kick it's in. It's got a ton of sounds in it, and. <laughs> Yeah, I can't see. I can't see whether that's going to okay. be uh, what, what that case is. Um, but I, I think now I sort of because uh, I changed up the order of the ads. I should probably get a word in from our friends at uh, Synchro Arts. So uh, stay tuned. This is the deal on a Revoice Pro, thirty percent off till the end of June. So not long. We've got the rest of the week, and that's it. Run around.
There we go. So if you go to bit.ly slash revoice30, you'll be able to get hold of that. Um, now, uh, that we're talking about tariffs. Um, this was an interesting article. For, we don't know. I mean, it's not often. I mean, well, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because politics and music uh, tend to mix quite a lot just in terms of ideology and, you know, uh, singing about um, uh, various issues or whatever. You know, that's all sort of standard. But it's very rarely that it affect, actually affects on the ground. And uh, this was an interesting article from Peter Kern's uh, CDM link uh, article. Wrote, there's new tariffs, and it's this 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 sort of news of a new trade war that uh, uh, Trump's administration is is uh, penalising some of the stuff that's coming in from the EU. So therefore, the EU is kind of tit for tat. So yeah, it happens periodically. I know every 20, 30 years, and it seems like we're entering a new phase. And it looks like uh, it's, it's it's a really well written article. There's a lot of research in it, but the crux of it is it looks like that some uh, also China as well that. That where a lot of people get their um, parts from, uh, they're looking at hitting a 25% tariff on component parts, electronic components, which could, you know, we've seen prices fall and fall and fall and fall, and now we could be in a situation where there's going to be a base level at which they can't, you know. So at some point, the stuff that's coming in, you know, the prices that maybe were um, said it's going to be out, in, you know, maybe early next year, those prices are going to have to go up because, you know, those things are becoming more expensive, 25% more expensive on the actual cost of the components. I'm coming to you, Charles, because you happen to have an American accent. So yes, I mean, I we can leave. Everyone the, guesses the, I'm Canadian, but I'm actually. We American, can we so. could leave we could leave the kind of politics of the individual out of it. I mean, it is what it is. You know, you whatever views you may have on the the orange chap or not, yes. we'll probably leave those out. But I mean, this is quite an interesting thing because we've largely been unaffected by this kind of thing. I mean, you see yeah. changes in currency affect us quite a lot, but not yeah. you know not immediately like this when they just go right dang from today twenty five percent. Well, we, you know, we stand to get, uh, you, you touched on it a little bit. We, we do stand to get double hit. When I say we, I mean we in the UK stand to get double hit by because they, these, the American products that will be affected by components from China. So they have the tariff between China and the United States and then the tariff between us and the United States. Oh, yeah, States. I suppose so. Yeah. So it's a double hit on things. Um, I mean, luckily, it looks like it's a very, I think the article said it's, mostly aluminium and or as we say in america aluminum uh and rice you know those are the main things that are seem to be affected but in in the music gear side not a whole lot of things uh there's and there's so there's so little stuff that's actually made in america uh in in our world i mean honestly everything is sourced out of china or or germany or <laughs> places like that so i think we'll by and large be okay but you know, a trade war is a is a terrible thing. Generally. Yeah, it's not good for anybody generally. I suppose I, I, everybody. We, it's like it's like any war. Everybody loses. Everybody loses. So I think it's ridiculous. But I mean, uh, yeah. I suppose the thing the thing is is you know, in some ways, you know, there because we've we've come. Whenever you see a price hike, you know, it's like gas, isn't it? When gas goes up by ten cents a gallon or ten pence a liter or whatever it is, it never comes back down to where it was when the prices go back. There's a sort of there's yeah. a general creep, yeah. isn't there? So you know, we're gonna we're gonna mm. see things getting more expensive just by we their nature. We saw it happen. We saw it happen with Brexit, didn't we? You know, uh, prices of things went up. Marmite immediately yeah. after yeah. Brexit, <laughs> and they haven't come back down. Uh, in music, tech, oh, they've maybe come down a little bit, but they're still. As you, exactly what you're saying, they haven't come back to the sort of pre-Brexit. Uh, well, they, we're just talking about the vote one when, when the vote was declared. Uh, so, wow, you know, this is incredibly frustrating for so many people. Really frustrating, and uh, gah, and it totally flies in the face of like the amazing thing we saw at Superbooth. You know, very international people coming together and amazing. You know, it's like the opposite of what's going on. It's really frustrating. So. Uh, Let's just hope that it's fairly temporary and things at least uh, don't stay this way for long. I mean, I was trying to think about positives from it and I was thinking, well, it does kind of change the secondhand market a little bit. And it, I, I started making me think about what products are currently like rock bottom in the secondhand market, whether there's something that can be done there you know like kind of I, i'm interested in this like late 90s sort of dj kind of era and then sort of 
take, taking things and using them in ways that they weren't in. in well, maybe that'll be the case. Maybe that will be. Yeah, but no, that's an interesting point. Maybe I'm just that, wondering whether maybe yeah. what will happen is people will, as we talked the previous where, a couple of topics back, where where people will just kind of go, well, I'll use this then, and I'll stick with that, and I'll just figure out how to use it better. There may be more creativity that comes out of it rather than just sort of buying stuff instead of being creative. Even though that you know there are lots of downsides, that might be a positive side. That's that's quite correct. Um, yeah, no, that's a fair point. Um, I yeah, suppose limitations <laughs> always lead to some sort of new creativity anyway. Uh, yeah. You know, so I, hopefully that. Yeah. But I, I'm hoping that we don't really have a lot of limitations to deal with here. I hope this, I hope this trade war ends up just being a bit of a skirmish and nothing more. Uh, we'll yeah. see what happens. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's hope so well, too. Yeah. 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 But I think it's good friendships are made all over the world, aren't they? So there is possibly pathways and ways of sort of circumnavigating some of the kind of the more odious aspects of this hopefully i don't know you know i'm just trying to keep positive because i just don't want to see you know this international you know our international community needs to stay super strong and super kind of uh you know. Yeah, I would agree with that. Here, 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 here. Um, uh, there was a story that came in earlier. It's a, it is a rather speculative one, but the, everybody I keep seeing in large letters, Moog one, Moog one. So, uh, well, let's just drop this one. Uh, this is uh, um, the, the news that uh, Moog one trademark was announced uh, was registered at the same time as Moog grandmother, uh, which is the uh, was it grandmother or what was the other thing? Uh, but anyway, and so there's a, there's a post on Gear Sluts which has basically said there's a Moog Poly coming, which is uh, an eight voice and a sixteen voice uh, version. One priced uh, five nine five six k uh, eight voice version and a, and a sixteen voice for eight k. This is dollars. Three VCOs per voice. Six part multi timbral. Three sets of one. Uh, sorry, three part multi timbral knob per function. Four F LFOs. Uh, state variable filter and Moog ladder filter. It's starting to sound a little bit like uh, a polyphonic matrix brute in many ways. Um, yeah. Except more LFOs and what have you, but yeah, lots of stuff going on there. And this and uh, looks like we've got effects as well to assignable. I'm not quite sure what those are. So it's kind of it. It feels like the Moog thing, but with more sort of more veering into the Rev two, uh, dare I say it, or uh, sort of aspect of it. But again, it's going to be one of those kind of premium Moog products. Um, which many of us won't be able to afford. I mean, that's a lot of money for an instrument in any way. No. Yeah, add twenty five percent to that. I don't know, but I mean, yeah. it's you know, it's a Moog thing, and that's what mm. they do. You know, they'll be able to sell plenty of them. I'm sure enough to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Whew, I mean, it's just that's a stinger in it. That price, and it's so disappointing. It's just sort of think you know this like long awaited synth. You know, there's rumor of this for a few years now. That price point, that's like ouch. I mean, real ouch. I mean, God, does it need to be that expensive? That seems just extremely expensive, you know, like by a fair few grand, twice as expensive. I have no idea what goes in there, of course, by all, you know, but I mean, I am really shocked by that price. Yeah. Yeah, God. that's awfully high. Yeah, that's like I mean again, but you say this is possibly this is possibly speculative as well. So yeah, I mean there there have been rumors. I guess the thing is, is because Moog have been uh, badgered. You know, it's like make a polymoog, make a polymoog, make a poly. Mm. Uh, sorry, or a memory moog, make a memory moog. You know, yeah, that, that's yeah. what people want, and it's like, well, here it is. Then I suppose. I mean, perhaps. yeah, I, I, you know, I bet they can. They, I mean, agreed. It's speculative, so we don't know if those prices are real or not, but. I would imagine that they will probably they will probably sell for something close to that price, and they'll do it because they have those four letters M O O G on them. Um, there is that, um, but you know, I if I, I mean, at that price, if I want a polyphonic uh, matrix brute, then I'll buy another matrix brute. <laughs> they'll link <Yeah>. them together. <laughs> Actually, what? Yeah, what? What does a matrix brute cost? Is it? Well, that's a good point. I wonder what what is the. Cost I can't of say. That? I can't tell you what I paid for mine, but I think. No, I'm just looking at what the. Twenty. Well, about fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. It, it went says up. Here. Oh, I'm thinking dollars. Sorry. All right. Yeah, fifteen hundred. I'm seeing here gear for music backs. Yeah, something like oh, that. Yeah. Well, oh, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. And that's a muscle. That's a muscle car of a synth, as we've said before. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Fly me. Mm. I, I wouldn't mind I, getting I use one. That on everything. Do you? Have you, yeah, do yeah, you find? Do, I mean, this is just a, an interesting aside. Do you find that you're uh, able to um, move around it much more quickly after a little bit? Because it's a little bit of a sort of mind, you know. Particularly if you get the button wrong and you go, "Oh, yeah, I'm just going to root that," and it's like, "Damn, I just changed the patch." That's the thing I found I was getting a little bit. Well, I had it for a short period of time. The, the only the only complaint I have about that is related to that 
is when you're trying to save a patch, you're never quite certain that your patch is saved. You don't get like the, it's not like the old emulator, like, are you sure? Are you really, really sure? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, aside from that, I mean, it, it, I find it really easy. It's so easy. And it all makes sense. Um, and and it sounds wonderful. It's quite rough sounding, which I love. Um, you know, like that. And I, you were talking earlier, your pre-show about uh, robot you know your track robot yeah and uh and using and here's another plug for you for that great song of yours that you did call robot um but i used Val, valhalla on it and like i find that and valhalla together oh my god what a beautiful sound it's just mm. so gorgeous uh so the, mm-hmm. that will take off some of the roughness of the of the synth and it it just builds these huge beautiful soundscapes and yeah it's paraphonic and it's monophonic and split and that's plenty that's fine. I'm not. I'm not on there playing complex chords. I got the uh, the mini log. If I want to play complex, more complex chords, four notes, yeah. complex chords. Well, a, so another great sense the mini log. I, I'm going to. Oh, I, I did. I did. I did a Friday fun. Uh, I've just filmed a couple of them, so I've got a couple in the bag. I didn't use that. What did I use uh, yesterday? I used the Lyra A and the Korg MS20, mm. and then previously I did the 3900 and the Behringer Neutron. Just did a thing, and oh, this is all just going through the ventures, so they'll be coming up soon. But I would love to get my hands on another Matrix Brute and maybe try that. The end problem is very hard to film because it's so massive. It's all. Yeah. Well, it's if, like, if you hello, borrow, I'm, borrow today I'm doing. Tell, go for it. <laughs> oh, that's very yeah, kind of you. Yeah. If it's uh, yeah, I, I, if I'm if I can get get to it and figure that i'm actually i'm hoping to go up and see dave yeah we'll we'll, 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 we'll chat about that but yeah I'm, well dave's not, are you talking about dave robinson dave like, smith oh no, not dave, dave smith dave, dave spears what am i talking about <laughs> oh dave. dave spears yeah i was gonna say because dave, dave robinson's office is like right down the street from me so. ah okay dave, dave spears just got a ventress and he's kind of yeah uh, he's using his cs63 it sounded lovely CS8, oh, oh, CS8, yeah oh, that sound sounded good. nice Oh, that sounded really on the, the that Facebook video he posted. I just watched it like four times. I was like, oh, this is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <sighs> very nice, very nice, very. But anyway, yeah, the mm. Moog one. Um, I guess we'll hit. You know, if if mm. uh, people, you know, publishers like myself and Synthotopia are unlikely to post things that are just are plain wrong or are broken some major mm-hmm. embargo from Moog because you know they're they're nice people mm-hmm. and you don't want to piss them off you want to keep your relations good i mean that's one of the one of the uh uh trade-offs you have to do as a sort of you know a, a publisher that relies on uh the goodwill of the industry to a degree so i'm suspecting it must be fairly close to some kind of actual announcement uh for that to have been able to be on the mm. front page of Syptopia for sure but exciting exciting news i mean i wonder if there's going to be some serious innovation in there or or whether it's going to be you know essentially a you know a, a poly mini you know style. um no, no it's be- well it's got uh mm. what did it say here four lfos three vcos three part multi-timbral uh the filter is uh state variable and a ladder filter it says okay. here in these these specs. I'll these are uh, we have yeah, to say, is, but this specs. this yeah. is completely you know. I, I mean, it's conjecture, but it does look rather formatted in a way that is mm-hmm. kind of like a feature list. So there must be some yeah. be- elements of, of truth in there, I would imagine. But I, I mm. don't have the inside, okay. inform- inside information. I, I'd imagine it's going to look great, though. I think. Yeah, yeah I and I mean the, the other thing, the other thing. Yeah, exactly. I think it will. The other thing to bear in mind is, you know, yeah, Moog synths are the upper end of the market. But the Sub 37, for instance, is hmm. a beautifully designed instrument that is incredibly easy to use. And certainly for live work, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, within only a small amount of time using it, you can reach something and you know mm. where you're going. It's very, and that and that, yeah. that costs money, that kind of stuff. You know, it costs design time, it costs mm. quality components, it costs layout. You need to have the case big enough so you can move things, see around. You know, those things, you know, yeah, you could have it all in a tiny little box with kind of, you know, t- teeny pots and, you know, no no display or whatever. But if you want to have that, the accessibility and the, the instrument of it, sometimes that does come at a cost. And Moog are good at doing that. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the grandmother, yeah. I think, was well priced, wasn't it? And, you know, and looks fabulous, I, I, I personally think. Uh, but that. That, it's it's not a great reasonable. yeah the spring the spring reverb's new I guess and there's a few other bits and pieces yeah. in it but it, it's it's still um, yeah yeah I'll see if I can find a picture well, of that I mean, see what we're talking about yeah I like the colors I just, of it uh, I think it 
I do too. I think it looks brilliant. I think it's a really you know distinctive looking, and I can absolutely see how it's going to work in lots of musical you know situations. It's going to be very sort of hip and hip and cool to to use. That's what it looks it? like. It's yep. There yeah, we go. It's lovely. Yeah, I haven't yeah I haven't had a go one yet. I've not seen one in the flat. Uh, there's uh, Summer Nam, I think. Is it Summer Nam this weekend? I'm not sure if it is or not. Mm. We used to go, um, but it's... Uh, no, it's not, is it? It can't be just yet. Hold on, when is Summer Nam? I'm going to have to look that up now. Summer Nam, uh, it <laughs> usually... It, the last couple of years, it's been inside the school holidays. Uh, Summer Nam, let's see when it is. Uh, Heart Music City, uh, when is it? Oh, no, it's this weekend, yeah. Uh, at Nashville, oh. and it, which is a great... Great place to go uh, if you're into music. I love Nashville. I really enjoyed it. But it's very hard to get away at this time of year. It starts to cost a lot of money. And certainly from our point of view, it doesn't really warrant us sending a team out because most of the stuff, you know, people don't generally mm. um, release big product there. They usually are, although maybe Moog will show whatever this is, you know, and surprise us all. But mostly it's about mm. reinforcing um, relationships with distributors. It's a, a lower key show, so people have more time to talk business. And it, it has a really useful mm. function, but it doesn't, it doesn't warrant, you know, because it would cost us a lot of money to go, which is why we don't go um, to that anymore. I just wanted to. I mean, will we ever know, like sales figures? Are sales figures uh, privately, private se company secrets, or is there some sort of public record? Or, I suppose the serial numbers are a giveaway. Or, but, I mean, well, it depends. You just, know, just it depends really... how they batch them. No, I don't. I, I, you, sales figures it also are. Depends if it's a public company or not, too. Yeah, sales figures are ah. usually kept quiet. I mean, and you know, right? Because like, guess, how many OP ones yeah. have been sold, for instance? That's a yeah, not enough. I'd really like. <laughs> not enough. I love the OP1. I love it. There's uh, there's new ones back in stock. I think now they've been out of stock for a while. I think they're coming back in stock again. So, I, uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I did, so so interested to know how many things sell though. Because I mean, the reason why I'm saying that is just wondering what kind of sales figures would they have in mind at like a six k synth and an 8k or 9k synth i would you know, think it's gonna be it's gonna i don't know it can't be more than a thousand i wouldn't think at that sort of price maybe yeah. a couple of thousand tops but that's still a lot a lot a lot of money i do know one thing i went to visit uh novation uh a couple of years ago or early last year and they've got like uh like you know you get your uh silver discs and you know for, for record sales they've got one that I took a picture of it. They've got one uh, innovation circuit, and it's to celebrate. It's like I think it was like three hundred thousand sales. Wow! So you know, that some things sell a lot, but that, I mean that's not an expensive uh, not circuit. It was the launch pad. Sorry, I do beg your pardon. And it may be launch pad, the gen generic mm -hmm. kind of format, not one specific model. But you know that's really impressive, and you can understand why companies. Mm -hmm. You know, there is, if you get it right, there can be a lot of money in it. And I, I, I wonder how many circuits they've sold. I bet you've sold loads because they're great. You know, it's mm. a great little bit of design and a really sort of smart, smart so thing. Getting, I still use them. And getting Sorry. better always as well, constantly yeah. in development. There's 1.7. I don't think is that out yet, 1.7. No, I don't I think mean, so. That's a, that's a ton of cool stuff as well. But I think the editor is now, though, isn't it? Online, the online editor. I don't uh, know. I'd have to check. Should so probably. Yeah, hmm. but I mean, if if circuit's something that you've kind of been interested in, in in the past, I'd certainly recommend having a look at it again. Now, I just it's incredible little box, actually, really, really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the way they've supported that over the career, and it is, does, and, and just the, the UI, the UI is just <laughs> is so well designed. You know, it's really easy to use. Anyway, um, hmm. I suppose we're getting to that point, isn't it? Gosh, it's an hour's gone by already. It's hard to believe. So. Um, I think we covered the main topics. I know we've got a couple of uh, stragglers there, but, you know, I think five o'clock is a good one. It's hot. I want to go and stand yeah. in front of the air conditioning. You know, Gaz, you need to, uh, whatever mm. it is you need to I do. I think I can justify taking my sunglasses off now. It was so bright in here earlier. <laughs> Ah, okay. Right, got you. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much. I want to point out, uh, just, just before we go, I'll reiterate the fact of the Ozone competition, uh, sorry, the Vocal Synth 2 competition. So if you want to win a copy of Vocal Synth 2, uh, look for the hashtag Vocal Playground and the hashtag Vocal Synth 2 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And also, don't forget, uh, if you want to check out... Uh, 
Revoice Pro, Syncroarts Revoice Pro, which is a, a great piece of software for uh, creating harmonies, double tracks, uh, pitching, correction, all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, as I say, Robbie uh, swears by it as well, a tool he uses it a lot, certainly for working with vocals. Uh, 30% off if you go to bit.ly slash revoice30. You've got until, what's the 30th? Is it 30th on Saturday? So the end of play on Saturday to uh, claim your 30% discount because then it's going to go back up to the 30% up on the first which is the sunday so yeah that's it for this week thank you very much everybody for watching charles thank you very much for joining us a pleasure to have you and uh hope your back. hope your trip to germany or new york or both uh, go very well and maybe we'll see you in between those or during or after well i'm here next week but uh i, I go to germany on the weekend on that friday so i'll be here wednesday so okay great well I'll if you're hi. available lovely to see you and uh, also, uh, thank you very much, Gaz, for joining us. A pleasure. Thanks. Oh, the glasses are off. Yes, there we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's been lots of fun. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've got to go and get some, got to go to the down by the river, I think. I think. Get some air. Uh, get some, yeah. Yeah, nice, some ri river kind of vibes, I think. Uh, some negative yes. ions, I think. Or is it positive or is negative? It? I forget which way around it is. Yeah, I think, I think it might negative, be neg ions. negative ions. Negative ions. Uh, yeah. water, isn't it? Right. Mm. Yeah. So, yes. All right, well, brilliant. Bye -bye. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. We can do the big wave, and we'll see you all uh, next show. Thank you very much for watching. That was Sonic Talk. Don't forget, uh, subscribe, and you'll be able to find out when we're going live again every Wednesday, 4 p.m. See you next time.